AOA podcast back for another episode. Cuddles is here. Hello, Cuddles. Hello, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> and we are talking about, I am still shocked over this. Virginia Jeffrey, after all this time, after all the court cases, after all the Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell testimony, says she made a mistake about Alan Dershowitz, pulls her lawsuit. Cannot believe it. We'll go over it. Plus, there's a revolt at SNL over Dave Chappelle hosting this weekend. And the red wave that we were expecting did not come at election night. We'll recap that and some more. As you can see, if you're watching, we're still in our election studio. It's election day part two coverage on this episode. <laughs> Um, saw this yesterday, didn't have a chance to get into it because we were doing mostly just election coverage. Uh, but as I said, to lead off the show, uh, famed Epstein accuser, Virginia Jeffrey has dropped her defamation suit against Alan Dershowitz, uh, and basically issued him an apology. I did not think I would see this day coming where Virginia Jeffrey is apologizing to Alan Dershowitz who, by the way, just because uh, he did not do anything to her specifically does not mean that he is not a huge scumbag douchebag because he still basically is all the bags. Yep. He's all he's all the bags. Yep. Ball bags. All, all of them. Yeah. Lest we not forget, he still defended um, Jeffrey Epstein. So we're not going to let that slide. Still think he's nope. a doucher. He looks like a doucher. Just my opinion. Not based on anything else. Um. But yeah, he uh, this just kind of came out. They had a court case going. We kept our little uh, kept it on the back burner, kept our little eye on it to see what would happen and when. And then all of a sudden, she says in a statement, and I quote, I now recognize I may have made a mistake in identifying Mr. Dershowitz. However, I was very young at the time. I was very stressed. It was a very stressful and traumatic environment. This litigation has been very stressful and burdensome for me and my family, and we believe it is time to bring it to an end and move on with our lives. Um, the agreement came together in a Manhattan federal court. Uh, Jeffrey and Dershowitz said neither party would be awarded costs or legal fees as part of the settlement. Um, I can't believe she said the word mistake, but she did. Uh, she sued Alan Dershowitz back in 2019. So this has been going on for three years now. Wow. Uh, he, of course, countersued. Her lawyer was involved in the lawsuit as well. Uh, they've all squashed that. And um, they're just moving on with life. They have agreed not to. They've waived their rights to an appeal. Uh, both parties have agreed not to sue each other ever again. And they're just going to go their separate ways. It's kind of weird, but I kind of feel, I feel bad for her. And I'm like, okay, she can move on and maybe live some sort of normal life after everything that she's gone through. Yes. Uh, of course, there was some money from the Epstein estate that went to all the victims. Um, she settled her, she, she reached the settlement with, Prince Andrew earlier in the year for millions. So it feels like she's basically kind of set up with life, but still I, I got to tell you for a second time, really. And again, I, I'm not a victim here, so I'm not trying to victim shame, but 
it seemed like she was just going to ride this out until she made these people pay, including Prince Andrew. And in both instances, she kind of just folded up shop and, you know. Well, they're both, I mean, really, look, Prince Andrew was like stripped of practically everything. Um, So he's, you know, ostracized. I I can't say that word. Ostracized. Yes, I hate that word. I like it, but I hate it. But, like, look at him. Their reputations, everything is destroyed. I mean, they should have gotten worse. But she's one woman. And if she doesn't have, you know, enough support, people behind her, it's a lot. It's it's probably mentally a lot for her. And I don't blame her for just wanting to bring everything to light and not wanting to, you know, to want to move on. It's true. You know, she did accomplish a lot. She did do her part. It's just kind of strange, though, and I and I, you know, I'm not a stupid person. I'm sure Alan Dershowitz insisted on, you know, her saying the word mistake and her, you know, vindicating him uh, as anybody would want to do if they were in that situation. Um, But it's kind of rough because you kind of feel like. I don't know. I'm not saying she's lying about these other things, but uh, it, I, it doesn't sit well with me. And I, I'm not 100% yeah. sure why just yet. I get it. But I think. I don't know. She did her part, though. I, again, I'm not yeah, here to victim she shame. Did. You know, she she did her part. Like you said, she took she took Prince Andrew down. That's a big deal. That's nothing that uh, anybody should sneeze at at all. You know, but here I say this all the time, too, because I I find this fascinating. Look at Elon Musk. You look at, you know, a lot of the uh, Mark Zuckerberg, all these billionaire people, uh, Bezos, all these guys. Right. I mean, they they make all this money and then they just keep going to work. It's kind of hard when you get to a point where you're like, oh, okay, I'm set. I'm settled. I have everything I need. It's kind of hard to keep going out there and fighting for it every single day. Yeah. When you know you don't really have to, you know, you're okay. You're, you're going to live. Your kids are going to eat. You know, your family's going to survive and prosper. It just, uh, it's a tough thing to do day in and day out, but yeah. Know, I, and she's I, got the money to get maybe, you know, more therapy and help so that she can live the rest of her life, you know, in a better position than it was all those years and everything. Yeah. And that's a ton of shit, like a literally pile of shit to go through all this time. Three years, just with this one alone. You know, it yeah. was it was longer than that, too. All right, so good for Virginia Jeffrey. Um She's on her way. I don't know, I don't know if we'll let's ever... Let's think of the positive. Let, let's try to be positive and think that she can close the book on this part of her life. And just move on and not drag this baggage with her anymore. Yeah, but you drag your baggage with you all the time. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's because I'm married to it. Uh, welcome to everybody on the live chat. Want to say hey to Paul, Robin, everybody's here. TD, Willie, Peter, uh, Laura. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us, of course. Uh, we are brought to you by our good pals over at Jumpstart Coffee Company, uh, the only coffee company that supports the Navy SEAL Foundation. You buy a bag, 50% of the profits from that bag goes over to the Navy SEAL Foundation. You save 15% when you use our promo code AOA15. That is for you 
AOA holes out there. Uh, so order with the link in the description below and use that promo code AOA15 to save on your Jumpstart Coffee now. Thank you to Jumpstart Coffee for being a great partner yes. and uh, supporting us all the way through. Yes, and don't forget, Friday is Veterans Day. Excellent point. Friday is Veterans yes. Day, Cuddles. Nice job. Grab a bag of this. What veteran is not going to absolutely love getting this coffee, knowing that uh, proceeds from it go on to support their brethren and sister in, in the uh, armed forces? That's a great point. Exactly. Hmm. Good job for Do you. Do your Cuddles. part. Do your part. Buy some Jumpstart Coffee Company. Supports the podcast, too. It does. It helps us run things. Uh, so we appreciate any support that you guys can give it for sure. All right. That's Virginia Jeffrey. Uh, moving on. SNL and Dave Chappelle. Um, I don't know if this is real or complete and total bullshit. Hard to tell. Uh, but people are reporting that um, some of the staff writers are boycotting Dave Chappelle hosting this past weekend because of some of his past alleged transphobic and homophobic jokes that he's made in stand-up comedy specials. Um, there is a transgender, hold on, let me make sure I get this right. Um, I can't remember if it was, it's hard with all these labels out there. You know, I'm not good with the labels cuddles. I can't keep track of what everybody wants to be called these days. I don't know. One of my students was like, oh, I want to be a fairy or a f something like that. I'm a like, fairy? Like me? a boat? No, like a fairy. I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know. They want to be identified as a fairy or fairy. Uh, furry. I don't I don't I don't know. I, got, I was I'm like, I'm not in. I don't know, kid. <laughs> a I'm furry like, like lunch. Like one I of think the it's a furry. Yeah, they're like a fur, like fur, like a furry, like a cat, kitty. I don't know. I just oh, told yeah. them to go eat their lunch. Okay. <laughs> That's go standard. have your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, not next to the kid who's allergic to peanuts, but go ahead. Good advice. Um, yeah. The only thing I know about go furries ahead. is from that episode of Entourage where the, the girl likes to dress up in a bunny costume. Remember yeah, that? I, yes. It makes me sad. I don't know what these kids are watching these days. Some of the stuff that comes out of these children's mouths. I don't know. I learn a lot every day. Mm. Uh, okay, uh, Celeste Yim is a trans and non-binary SNL writer. See, I knew that it was more, it was a complicated thing. It was more than one thing happening there. A trans and non-binary writer on SNL. And after the announcement that Dave Chappelle was going to be on the show, reportedly, Celeste Yim wrote... On Instagram stories, I'm trans and non-binary. I use they, them pronouns. Transphobia is murder and it should be condemned. Now they are saying, this report is saying reportedly because it's stories obviously disappears after yeah. 24 hours. Um, and who knows if this was just an, a thought for some from Celeste or if this was in direct response to Dave Chappelle. Chappelle's people have commented to page six that they, cause it's Wednesday already. So they have already gone to SNL. They've already had the big writers meeting on Monday and they said there was nothing awkward or not in the room. They wouldn't confirm if Celeste was there. SNL and Celeste both have not responded. Uh, so we don't know if this is real it, or not. Uh, it sounds like fake news. 
it can entirely be fake news. Like, cause the story of like people quitting because of Chappelle um, at Netflix, the story of people quitting at Spotify because of Joe Rogan, like this seems to be a story that is always going around, but can never really be solidly proven. Yeah. You know, and also it's kind of like, you know, you got to remember where the money, where the money is. The money is with the, the the stars, the Joe Rogans, the Dave Chappelle's, not necessarily with, you know, Joey in the copy room, you know, or, or you know, yeah. Timmy the writer or whatever it may be, you know. So uh, especially for SNL, I have a hard. Here's another reason why I have a hard time believing this. SNL um, is a hard gig to get. I mean, super hard gig to get. I don't know if you, I don't know if anybody would walk out of it, you know? And the other thing is that comedians are comedians are comedians. And most comics or funny people, writers, et cetera, they identify as a comedian and a writer first and foremost before anything yeah. else. Yeah. And they understand what a joke is and what a joke is in a stand-up special. And that's why I have a hard time believing this. Like, it's super rare that you, I mean, honestly, like, when was the last time, Cuddles, you honestly saw me get offended at something? I don't think I've ever seen you get offended. It rarely happens. Not like these people that get offended and, and quit their jobs. Where, the, where do they get this money? Yeah, I don't know where they're getting that money where, from. Where they're getting their money from? Quitting their jobs in this economy? Who's doing these things? Robin bringing up an old school point that David, uh, Larry David at one point walked out of SNL, quit completely because his sketches weren't getting on the air, and then he showed back up on Monday. Because <laughs> he realized what he did. Man. That man makes me laugh. Now, that would be funny. If Celeste did that, that would be hysterical, if that was the whole gimmick. I'll tell you what's weird. I, you know me, Cuddles. I support the trans, non-binaries, uh, all that stuff. The the they them pronoun people. Years and years and years of grammar being drilled into my head. It still fucks with me to read they them. Yeah. Because I read this article and. Celeste says, I want to be, I use the pronouns they, them. And then the next line is, it is unclear if they are one of the writers boycott. So then I, I read that and I go, wait, did I miss it? Was there another one? And I have to go back and then, oh, wait, no, it's the one person that wants to be there. I just feel like that's multiple people. Yeah. That's such a hard one. Isn't Again, they, like, they, isn't they plural? They is plural. From what I understand, the they, they, don't like to go with she or he, her, him. They're not comfortable with that. So they go with they. It's kind of this neutral thing, which I like the neutral thing. But I feel like we should pick something else to be the neutral thing and leave the they, them to multiple people. Because that's fucking yeah. me up. I mean, I'm, I'm not like, against it. Again, if everybody has yeah, a meeting. But grammatically and like. Grammatically. That, yeah, I get it. Grammatically, it fucks what makes me because I'm not an intelligent person, and I obviously need to think about things for an extra second. I wish it was like X E, like G. That would be a cool 
Isn't that like what's his name's kid's name? Elon Musk's XY with like an asterisk or something? Yeah, see, that's nice. I would love it if the trans people could be like, we're going to invent some of our own shit. We're not, this is how revolutionary we are, motherfuckers. We're over your pronouns altogether and we're just going to start inventing our own fucking pronouns. That's where I'd like to get the trans people. That would make me happy. Okay. But anyway. Um, so I don't know what's going to come about. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's all bullshit. I don't mm. think it happened. I think they're trying to get a little buzz going maybe. For the weekend. It could be. Yeah. Uh, the show also announced its first out non-binary cast member, Molly Kearney back in September Kearney has not publicly addressed Chappelle coming on the show. And also none of the cast has, uh, all the cast was there at the writer's meeting. So none of them are boycotting. So no, I don't know if this boycott it, it, is really it, happening. I think it's, boy, it, it's bullshit. If the person isn't happy, step away. Well, here's the other thing too. Chappelle has hosted the last few times there's been a major election. So whenever there's an election, the first episode immediately after that, he's been the guy. And so that's, yeah. And and he seems to have a great perspective and kind of get everybody, calm everybody down a bit, you know? And so this seems to be the move that this is obviously why they brought him in for this particular episode. But then when you had, because this was expected to be a red wave, right? And now you all of a sudden you don't have a red wave. So I wonder if they're sitting there going, oh, fuck, if there's no reason to tune in. Yeah. We got to. Well, I would still tune in just for him. I like him. I think he's funny. So I would see for him. Like, I'd watch it. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people would, but you're going to have a lot of people that were just going to be there for the drama. And yeah, the, and the you know the whole thing. You're, they're definitely going to lose a few people, and by a few people, I mean they'll have I don't know six and a half million viewers instead of you know eight, maybe. Yeah. But um, yes, Paul hasn't Chappelle explained his take on trans? Yeah, I, I and you know we and you and I, Cuddles, we watched the special where he was yes. accused of being transphobic and. I didn't think he was transphobic in the least. In fact, the whole entire story was about how he put over a trans comic who didn't deserve the opportunity to open for him based off, not off of sexuality, based off of the amount of time that a person spends doing stand-up. And he was like, nope, you're my friend. I'm going to let you open for me. And they had a nice little thing going for a little while. So I don't know why everybody, I mean, I know why, because if you say, if you say trans and then you make jokes, people get very upset with that, but it's a comedy. Yeah, special. but you could do it with everything. It's supposed to make people laugh. And I think most people do. I think the amount of people that are really upset over this are very, very few. And I unfortunately think that some of them are suffering and going through real issues in their own life that are not related to Dave Chappelle, but they can't take it out on dad or cousin or uncle or mom. So they take it out on Dave Chappelle. That's this real pain there, just misdirected. And other people I think are just out for their own gain to like, you know, get a little publicity, get a little heat off of it. Yeah. Is what it is. Um, speaking of the uh the red wave that we were expecting, 
uh, never came to fruition. Uh, obviously. In fact, we were hoping that anything would come to fruition last night, and it really didn't. No, it was kind of like boring. It was, yeah. Uh, the the election special that we had, where we thought we'd be just like, you know, rattling off results. There was very few and far between as as far as results go. Um, but the one consensus that everybody seemed to get to, especially once we got off the air, because we did two and a half hours last night during the election. Um, and then when we got off the air, I continued to watch. I played my favorite little game, which is, and I really do it because I don't really love, you know, cable news. But I did my, let me put on CNN for four minutes. Let me go over to Fox for four minutes. I want to see what they're saying. I want to see what they're talking about. Um, CNN was okay. Fox was even more interesting because they were really sitting there just kind of shocked that the Republicans didn't gain the ground that everybody was expecting them to gain. Yeah. They were expected to be, there was like expected to be a red wave. And what wound up happening was uh, the Republicans gained seats, which they were expected to do. Uh, but a lot of the places where they gained, they gained in counties where they were heavily Republican and expecting to win anyway. Um, some of the um, some of the toss up, well, I should say mostly all of the toss up races went to the Democrat. And there's still a few going on right now. It looks like Herschel Walker's race is going to go to a runoff in December. And it'll be interesting to see. Uh, because the third candidate, the libertarian, who nobody gives a flying fuck about, I didn't even care enough to go learn that person's name, won't be a part of it. So the two percent of the vote that they took up, they'll yeah. be that'll be up for grabs between the two of them. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, but even in the governor's races and in the um, uh, you know some of the house races, a lot of the Republicans didn't gain where they wanted to, and the Senate could still wind up being deadlocked at 50-50 with Kamala Harris obviously being the tiebreaker and giving the Democrats, you know, still a move. Uh, but who knows? You know, it could be 51-49. Who the fuck knows? Uh, we'll find out in the next couple of days as they're still fucking counting ballots and probably will be well into the weekend. Seriously? Still? Yeah. Yeah, there. You know what's hysterical? So here in New York, um, <clears throat> you know, we woke up this morning, and I, and I, I it was, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me! But Lee Zeldin, who lost, refused to concede, and this is the guy who's an election denier. He was up Trump's ass the whole time. Yeah, and but I, he did. He did. But I was, uh, but I was, as I was reading about it this morning, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? <clears throat> and I thought he was crazy. And I still think he's crazy, but justifiably so. He didn't concede last night, because, not because he wanted to be another Trump, which I thought that was the case. But it was actually that 800,000 votes hadn't been counted from Suffolk County. And the reason why 800 votes hadn't been counted from Suffolk County is because the Suffolk County, um, you know, the people that are in charge of all the voting stuff out here, that's where Cuddles and I live, by the way. It's the Hamptons. It's a lot of not Hamptons. We live in a bizarre area where on one side of this canal is billionaires and millionaires in the Hamptons. 
and Ferraris. And on the other side is Georgia. Is literally Alabama and Georgia put together. That's not nice. In New York. It's the truth, though. So a lot of pickup trucks. People we know have chickens. We have turkeys running throughout our neighborhood. You know, um, a lot of MAGA flags around here. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. A lot of MAGA flags out here. So that's that's our that's our beautiful Suffolk County. So the Suffolk County people didn't trust putting the ballots through digitally. They picked up all the ballots and hand delivered them to be counted by hand. Now you might be thinking these are crazy people. However, the other layer to this story is has been for the last three months. A ransomware has been uploaded to the uh, the uh, the Suffolk County. Um, I don't even know what you would call it, mainframe or whatever the fuck the you know the county internet, and all of the records in Suffolk County have not been able to be accessed. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy a house and get a title, you're shit out of luck. If you're uh, you know, doing an event and you need a food permit, can't get it, right? Because somebody uploaded this ransomware to the county and the county hasn't been able to get it off. And here's the biggest problem. Nobody has asked for ransom. This has gone on (laughs) for four fucking months. At the point where people are like, just pay the damn thing. And they're like, we wish we could, but we don't know who's done this. And nobody has claimed any responsibility for this. So here you have probably some like 13 year old kid on his computer. That's how that's how like outdated and horrible all of our systems are out here that some 13 year old probably on his Acer computer that our district probably gave him. Yes, this is what he's doing. I feel like one of these children have have interacted with you in the schools and they're just like. Hitting buttons and yeah, who knows what the yeah point. yeah oh of course. So that turned turned out to be the the evolution of why he didn't concede is because they refused to to upload the votes and count them because of this rightfully so ransomware that's been sitting on their you know intranet and um, that's what it took so long for. But he uh, he did concede. And, um, you know, I know was, you know what the other funny thing was too, was 800,000 votes. He was down, I don't even know, 200,000, 400,000 votes at the time. And it was a pretty bold thing to think he could, that all those outstanding votes, he would have had to have had, you know, two thirds of those outstanding votes come in. And you're like, that's not going to happen. And then you take a look at all the MAGA flags around here. You're like, well, maybe. Well, maybe. There's, still, there's a chance. Maybe, maybe we chance. should wait. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should wait. But lo and behold, he he conceded today, and um, the small victory for the Republicans in New York, at least, is I think he got two hundred or four hundred thousand more votes than the previous Republican gubernatorial candidate. So there, there are some gains for the Republicans in the uh, in the New York area. But I'll say this, and somebody on Fox, I forget who it was, made a great point. Florida, 
completely red, right? Most of their Senate seats went red. Obviously, DeSantis won in a landslide, very red. Florida was blue. Then Florida was purple, meaning a mix of Republicans and Democrats. And now Florida is basically red. And somebody on Fox, and I thought they made a great point, saying the Republicans who lived in New York all fucking moved down there during the pandemic. Yep. So that's why you don't have a purple Florida anymore. And that's why you have a a New York that is struggling to hold on to their Republican uh, base. So they got out of this shithole. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting point, but it was really, I, I tell you, it was funny to not funny, but I do enjoy the drama of it all to see the Fox people be like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like we were supposed to get this whole big wave. And I watched till about 1.30 in the morning. I forgot what time we got off. Maybe it was like 11.30 or so. Um, but I watched till like 1.30 in the morning. And it was around 12.45 where the first person on Fox said, let's be honest, this is Donald Trump's fault. And I was like, wow, that didn't take long for them to be like, maybe this guy is a problem. Now, Cuddles, you know I'm the foremost political uh, prediction mind on the planet. And <laughs> yesterday... <laughs> Go ahead, please. Yesterday, I made a prediction. Yeah. And I was running the table. I was about to turn our kids' measly, shitty little college fund into that fucking vacation house in Italy that you've always wanted. And now we're back down to zero. Um, I'm going to start working on that. We've got to start working on all of it again, basically. But that's the point. Let's not rehash that. But my predictions didn't come in for the most part. And I'd like to blame Donald Trump, too, because I was pretty close. I was running hot. I had, obviously, DeSantis. I had Kemp. He won. I had Rubio. He won. Right. Here's our thing right here. Uh, Shapiro, I picked. Hochul, I picked. They all came in. Now, Herschel Walker's still up in the air. I don't know if he Who's wins this. Kemp? This Which one's that one? Kemp is the governor in uh, Georgia, Alabama. Georgia. He beat Abrams, Stacey Abrams. Oh, Okay. Who's um, the one that who's the one that, that, that had the stroke? Fetterman. Did he win? Fetterman, no. Doctor he yes, he won. He beat Dr. Oz. Now I had picked Dr. Oz to squeak out a razor thin win, but here's where I went wrong when where everybody else went wrong. I thought that Donald Trump had more juice than it turns out he actually has. And that's something that we realized last night because even though Donald Trump can absolutely get five to 10,000 people to still show up on a Saturday night at any given location, which is an impressive feat, he just flat out doesn't have the juice that he had in 16, 17, and pre-pandemic juice. He does not have it anymore. How much did he beat Oz by? Um, He beat Oz by enough, enough so that they didn't even finish counting Philadelphia because there was absolutely no way he was going to catch up. So Oz conceded to him and uh, 
conceded. I think I believe he conceded the race, and uh, and Fetterman won. It was at the end of the day, it was one of the few races that they were able to call on election night. So that just goes to show you how how much he won by. Um, and Fetterman had a stroke, you know, and Fetterman wasn't making a lot of sense during their one debate that they had, you know. So there was a lot of things going against Fetterman. Um, and they still and they still elected him. And they still picked the Democratic stroke, you know, survivor. And okay. uh, he went, he won, and he beat Doctor Oz. Now, supposedly, as the story goes, and I don't know about this; could be fake news. But a lot of outlets are reporting that Trump woke up furious this morning. He's especially mad over Dr. Oz in this particular race. And people are saying, I don't know how true this is, could be fake news, that it was Melania's idea to run Dr. Oz, and he's even pissed off at Melania. I don't know about that. I don't know about it either, but supposedly down in Mar-a-Lago, there was a lot of screaming and yelling. And, uh, you know, some outlets are reporting that uh, uh, poor Melania took the brunt of it, saying that it was her it was her idea to run Oz. And he is the biggest embarrassment out of out of all this, because, you know, Herschel Walker is still up in the air. Oz was kind of his guy and he had a couple of other senators, um, a couple of other governors and a couple of other House people. And some of them didn't win. Some of them won again in heavily Republican areas. They were going to win anyway, no matter who endorsed them. Um, but um, yeah, Oz was a big upset. Like this is one that he thought was going to come in. Oz was plus four plus plus point zero four so it was within the margin of error so the polls that i look at you got to be above four three or four you know to be winning you know to be predicted to win the election so all the people that i picked were in that except for herschel walker and dr oz and i went with what i thought was going to be donald trump pushing these guys over the top but as we learned he doesn't have the juice that much anymore which we have been opining about since January 6th on how the Republicans would react to, to January 6th and what would happen. And we said the first test is going to be the midterms. And now here we are. And, you know, he failed and failed yeah. pretty pretty and big enough that some big republicans are kind of like well if you can't deliver us the votes anymore what the fuck are we doing hanging around with you you know yeah i mean he's got like he said he was going to do like this big announcement on the 15th and everyone thinks he's going to like run again yeah i don't know as the floridians call him daddy desantis which I think is very weird. Um, I think he should run. Like if he's if he he would be the Republican that I think could get people behind him. Uh, Sinead, Anthony, are you sure Biden didn't take a stroke? He looks like a stroke victim. Sorry, no need to apologize. Uh, I don't. It's think the he, truth. That guy can't talk either. I don't think he had a stroke. He looks more like Weekend at Bernie's to me than a stroke yeah. victim. But. Uh, that's another thing entirely. Um, there should be like an age limit. Like there should be an age limit on driving. There should be an age limit on how old you can be. 
to run our country or really hold any office in our country. Mm. And that's not ageism or it's just after a certain time, it's like, go enjoy retirement. You, you know, go ahead. Well, he's another one, Trump. It falls in that category. Yeah, you got all the money yeah, in the world. Dude, what are you doing still go working? Away. Yeah. Go enjoy yourself. God, I, I would just do that. I would do nothing. I'd probably like move to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. I'd get away from you and all kids. <laughs> Starling Ballet. Good name. Uh, Oz is fine. Dems cheated. Fetterman. Another hangout in the basement win. Do not say Trump doesn't have it. Not about him who's running the elections. I thought DOJ was overseeing the elections. Um, I mean, listen. Trump doesn't have it. Here's the other thing, too. It's the truth. And here, and and when you had an election, you used to have three debates, at least. Now, a lot of these races are down to two and sometimes even one. So Fetterman and Oz had one debate. You know, they had one debate. And in Pennsylvania, you can mail in your vote. And a lot of people voted before the debate. So before he came out misspeaking and, and you know, seeing the effects of his stroke, people had already, a lot of people had already voted for the fucking guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, so they didn't have a chance to. And listen, you can't be like, see, Fetterman cheated. Both camps have to agree to debates and a debate schedule. So this is what they agreed upon. Having one on October 25th. That was it. You know, when voting started, I think, in September at some at some point. So you can't say that Fetterman cheated or hung out in the basement to win. They both were playing the same fucking game, you know, and he lost. Um, But on Trump, what the Republicans were saying here with their voting is the candidate does indeed matter. Like you can't put up somebody. Now, Dr. Oz is fine. I mean, I know he did shitty things, but he's a fairly decent human being as, as far as politicians go or c- celebrities turned politician. But Herschel Walker is a lump of shit. And I mean, the fact that he got as many votes as he did is crazy, but it does just prove that Trump can't put anybody over like he used to back in 16, 17, 18, those midterms there. Yeah. Right. And and so on and so forth. The fact of the matter is, is I think Trump lost a lot of the midterms and obviously in, in 18. He loses in 20. And now you're at a third time around where you can't get the job done. And he was warning and fighting DeSantis. He was basically like, vote for Ron. But, you know, Ron better be careful. He was saying that shit before DeSantis won the election and then he's pumping everybody up, telling them he's got a big announcement coming up next week. Now I don't know where he goes from here because you lost all your power and now you're going to announce that you're running for president. This might be one of the biggest falls we've ever seen. Yeah, just go away. And like, just stop. DeSantis has shown you could be, a, you, he's shown. I can carry a conservative base and wipe the floor with a Democrat and not be Donald Trump. Yep. 
And now the Republicans, like, that's going to be the race, you know, like, is Biden going to run again? He probably is because the Democrats will make the mistake of thinking that this shows the strength of the Biden administration, which I guess it does nope. to a degree, but I don't think he's strong enough in in 24. But the big the big the big battle is going to be DeSantis and Trump and who really has it amongst the conservatives, because now we are in an entirely different ballgame than we were six years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think DeSantis can. I think he can more. I mean, we've been talking about this battle. I mean, I remember we first started talking about this, like, oh, will DeSantis be his his running mate? Probably. And then it was like, well, will he even accept running mate? And then it was like, well, they're definitely going to run against each other, but I don't know if DeSantis could pull it out. And now we're sitting here on November 9th talking about, I don't know if Trump can survive DeSantis, honestly. I don't think he can. I really do not think he can. Susan F. Stuff. I love watching Anthony figure out that in politics, the candidate matters. I feel like Frankie. Listen, sometimes they don't. You know, sometimes these political parties just run an idiot in a spot because they know they're going to win. And I think like, that like our president. <laughs> point well taken. And I think that. Trump thought it doesn't matter who I put in here. My people love me and they're going to show up. Oh, Jesus. And he's got to know that that's wrong especially in georgia so here's the the letdown with herschel walker yeah he went to a tie yeah he's going to take it to a runoff but kemp won in that state and herschel walker didn't Mm -hmm. that means nobody fucking likes you because if you go to the ballot right you see it right down the line you could vote down one fucking row or column or whatever it is in your state and vote for your party right down the line So people checked off Kemp at the top for governor and went against Herschel Walker for Senate. Yep. That is a big fucking deal. When the governor in your state and your party wins and you don't, nobody fucking likes you. Nobody fucking likes you at all. Um, Subsequently, while we're in Georgia, I feel like and I hope we should retire Two of the Democrats, and that be Stacey Abrams and Beto O'Rourke. Enough is enough already. All these two do is show up and fucking lose. It is and spend a hundred and five million dollars. It is time to move on. We could have fed a lot of people with that. We have somebody here locally, and I guess she's a nice lady. I've had the pleasure of interacting with her a couple of times. A couple of times I was at events and she wanted to come on the air with me. And I said no, because just like wasn't what we were doing that day at the time. But I swear to God, every two years, this woman shows up on the fucking ballot and she loses every single time. Why? I don't know. I just there's she's got connections and there's money. You know, the other thing about politics, you find out like fucking who's the fucking Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell threw 30 million dollars around in his from his war chest to help people get elected. Like people just fucking throw money around and there's a lot of connections. I know. I can't believe how much money is like wasted, wasted on these idiots. All of them. They're all idiots. It was how much is wasted. 
Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Believe it or not, a lot of this is what's keeping television and radio afloat is these political ads. Some of these play like this used to be such gravy in, in the media business. Now, now some of these outlets count on these big elections every two years um, to make to, money to help them get to the yeah, to help them get into the black because most of them in their in the red most of the time anyway. Because the thing with political ads that people don't realize is They're like annoying. if you. And they are annoying. But if you buy airtime on a radio station or a TV station, you can negotiate that. It's just air. It'll be like, hey, it costs this much money. And you're like, well, I don't know. what if I pay this much? Yeah. Okay. And then they figure it out. With political ads, you can't do that because you could look like you're being um, favorable for one candidate to another. So depending on how much you're selling your ads for is basically what your base price is set for, for political ads. And then you get some of these people trying to outspend each other like crazy. Next thing you know, you're getting top dollar. You you might not be able to sell that ad space to anybody else, but you're selling it to them for more than you do what are you selling to anybody else for? And yeah. they're fucking going out and spending money like crazy. So political ads is how these newspapers and TV stations and radio stations live. They live for this shit. But it's time to put Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams to bed. I'm tired of seeing their faces. They lose all the time. You got to move on. And I wonder if we're putting Donald Trump. And okay, so here's the thing, Cuddles. I've been opining about Donald Trump losing juice since January 6th. But up until last night, I didn't believe how much he lost because I picked Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I didn't think he still had some juice in the tank, I wouldn't have fucking picked Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker. But I did because I felt like he was slipping. I did not think he was slipping this much. And that was so interesting about watching Fox News last night is you saw it on the faces of all of those anchors live. Not the ones this morning because they have time to figure out what they're going to say and how they're going to spin it. In the morning, by the morning after, it's already bullshit. But that night live on the air, you can see it in their faces as they're playing it all out they're like holy shit like i can't believe the the republicans didn't get as big of a win here as was predicted and then i forget who the first anchor was but he was the one who said we have a trump problem you know we have a trump problem he put up bad candidates he backed them and nobody wanted to go for it you know and it's like the thing of like the optics of the situation. Sure, you look at one of his fucking rallies and you're like, holy shit, that's a lot of people there. But that might be all the people in that area now, you know, that'll support him. Whereas before that was maybe 10% of the people that support him in the area. Who the fuck knows? You know, who the fuck knows? Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see what happens next week if he really does indeed announce. And then the next thing I'm going to look for is when does he bail on Truth Social and go back onto Twitter? Because Ooh. he's because he, he needs to regain ground. Yeah, you know. I when does that happen? See. It's like a, it's like a really good drama. It is. It's America drama. It's great. I love the election. I love what happened last night. Not because of the outcome, just because of like. You know, and this is what gets me about people like, ah, the country's going down the shitter. It's all over or this or that. We get to decide, you know, in fucking 2016, we decided 
fuck it. Let's let that game show host run the country for a little while and see what happens. And then four years later, we decided, meh, let's go in another direction. And then two years after that, we said, this guy is really not worth it. And who knows what will be two years from now? So whatever, something could happen that we'll be like, let's get that game show host back in here and give him another fucking four years. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I've lost my faith. But we get to decide. That's the beautiful thing. We get to decide. Like, it's it's a bad system. It's a shitty system. But it works because we get to say, nah, not that way. Let's go this way. You know? Do we really? Listen, it's not as great as if we could have it all our way and get somebody no, in here that could really make you know. it move. But it's it's still we're getting we're making choices. We're making decisions. You know, I mean, it might not be the best ones, but we're deciding we're doing it. Hey, it might be like a kid in college. They're not all the best decisions, but they're decisions, you know. Exactly. And maybe we will lose this freshman 15. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll stop taking Molly oh, God, or maybe we won't. COVID 30. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, I don't know. This is all in caps and a lot of exclamation points. I feel the need to read it. Anthony, hello. Biden has had the most successful first two years plus the war in Ukraine. Uh, I okay, don't. Can we go on to another topic? Yeah. Okay. All right. I I don't think Biden has done a horrific job. Listen, there's nowhere he could have gone but up. You know, he stabilized things. He settled things down. He's not screaming at people. He's not picking fights. He's he's not dying again. That he was brought in to just just don't die. He was half dead anyway, so he's yeah. not much more than good. They go just come in here and don't upset people and just don't die for a while. And he's been doing that. He's been doing a great job at not dying. You know, so <laughs> we'll see how he how it all shakes out. But you know, again, we talk about this all the time. And he, you know, here's the thing: the Republicans, I think, some of them, Zeldin. We talked about this, Carlos, you and I. I thought he did a great job putting crime forward, making that a big issue. People don't feel safe. It's a big issue here in New York. We see it in the news every single day. Some schmuck gets out on bail, fucking kills people, pushes them onto the subway. You know, all this kind of crazy shit going on in New York. You know, they made the economy a big issue. The Republicans did. They made inflation a big issue. They made gas prices a big issue. And all these things, and again, I'm you know I look at it and I go, fuck yeah, the Republicans are gonna they're gonna mow this down. Historically, traditionally, the president's party loses the midterms. It was all there for the taking, and it didn't happen. The country said, gas prices, as even though they're high, it's fine. You know, they said crime, even though it's up a little, it's fine. You know, and I think maybe they some people took to the understanding of although inflation sucks and we're probably headed for a recession, um, it's not necessarily an America only problem. It is a global issue. And I think people that came through in a lot of these races, it really, really came through in a lot of these races, because on paper, the Republicans should have had the red wave. This red wave idea was not based out of craziness. Yeah. There was evidence there to 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 say that it was going to happen, and it didn't. You know, it didn't. Uh, Susan F. stuff. 
Anthony, I hope I also do a good job of not dying. So far, <laughs> all of us here have are doing just fine in the not dying department. You know? Uh, I don't know. I'm halfway yeah. there. Um, I don't have much else, Cuddles. That uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is Mattress Mac. You heard? Did you hear about this guy? No. This wonderful guy who uh, lives in Houston. He owns a big mattress company. His name is Jim Ma- uh, McKing- McKingvale. I don't know. They call him Mattress Mac because his last name sucks. And <laughs> he owns this furniture company. And years ago, he started doing this, and he still does it to this day, where he'll make a crazy bet on a sporting event. A lot of times it's the World Series. And if he wins, everybody who buys a mattress from him gets a refund. And so he did it this year. He did it this year where he he bet that the Astros would win the World Series. Um, I think it was a ten million dollar bet. So he just goes around to all the different sports books. By the way, it's not easy for a sports book to take a big like Caesars took the biggest chunk of this. He wagered three million at Caesars at ten to one, so he made thirty million dollars from Caesars. Jesus Christ! Yeah. But he he spread his bets around, so the total winning was $75 million. And that's the promotion. So he says to these people, I'm putting this money down. I'm making this bet. If I win it, I'm not going to just keep the money. I'm going to give you the money back for your mattress. So what do people do? They go, we kind of need a new mattress anyway. Uh, worst case, we have a new mattress. Best case, we have a new mattress that we didn't fucking pay for. So they all go out and buy mattresses. So the fucking sales in his stores go through the roof. And uh, he keeps a little, I'm sure he keeps a little for himself. I don't think people bought $75 million worth of fucking mattresses, but that's what he did. So everybody who bought a mattress from this guy over the last year in Texas got their money back, got a free mattress. That's pretty genius. That's a good old school promotion right there, you know? And he does this every year. He's won before. He's lost a lot too. He's won before, but not... Not like this. This was, I think, the biggest one that he that he's ever done. And the fucking Houston Astros won again. Sons of bitches. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last, last story. I read the headline again. Did not read the entire uh, fucking thing. Attractive female students got lower grades during remote learning, according to a new study. That I can understand that. I get that. Like I don't, I don't. Me, I never got that. But like, I get like that's probably true. I mean, fucking the pretty girls rule the world, really and truly. It's, they do. Old freaking professors. They see a pretty girl. Maybe she's got a little cleavage showing, a little short skirt. Oh yeah, you can have an extra couple of days to write a paper. No problem. <laughs> you could take the test over. I get it. So fucking unfair. That is so fucking unfair. Yeah. Little clear. We don't have this opportunity. I can't show the tip of my balls and then give you a little ball cleavage for extra time on the paper. No one wants to fucking see that. Okay. (laughs) No one. I wonder, uh, this must have been tough for the pretty girls though. Honestly, when, when you're just getting everything thrown at you and then suddenly you're on that equal level playing field with everybody else just stuck behind that little fucking zoom screen. You yeah, know? you're like the rest of us. 
like the rest of us trolls sitting at home. Oh, stop it. You've batted your eyelashes and gotten things in your day. Give me a break. No, I didn't. Had enough of you. Had enough of you. <laughs> um, that is it. That's all I got, Cuddles. Okay. There's not much there. You got anything? No. I did read a story today about an on-air like radio personality that was doing a live broadcast and he laughed so hard that he shit himself. <laughs> so, <laughs> I <laughs> I could not stop laughing and then I'm like, "Oh my god, don't do like just stop laughing cuz it'll probably be like a curse where you read about someone else and then the next thing you know, a fart is on the floor." So <laughs> let's not do that. But it was hysterical. He was laughing really hard and he shit himself. So that's pretty fucking funny. That is. It's embarrassing, but it's hysterical. Yeah, look at this. CBS radio producer has accident on air after laughing too hard. See? <laughs> See how? Oh my God. Oh, I know this guy, Damon Amendola. Yeah, he was What do running... you do? Like, do you go home? Do people carry clothes with them for these kinds of things? Like, what do you do? I don't know. I don't know. It's uncomfortable to just sit there and shit. I would imagine. I don't know. I'm 40 years old. I haven't worn a diaper in, like, what, 37 years? Yet. That day is coming back. We were pontificating in our friend chat today. For some reason, during the election or prior to the election last night, a debate broke out on what the best apple is. All friends are dicks, okay? They're and assholes. We need new friends, okay? So we new went friends. from talking about going out and clubbing to what's the best apple. And I, I said the next step, it can only be what what brand of Depends do you prefer? Because and I stand behind my Macintosh apple or my Granny Smith apple with a little bit of peanut butter on the side. Can I tell you something? Much like a dog, I have no idea what the different types of apples are. This is where I'm completely stupid. Like, if you, I don't know how many times you've, I mean, I know what a fucking Shih Tzu is now because we had one. Um, and I know what a poodle looks like. I know what a bull, I know the basics, but the, but people will be like, oh no, that's a, a Mastiff Bichon. And I'm like, how, how do you? There's like 90 different breeds of dogs. I have no idea. Same thing with apples. I have no idea how many apples there are. I couldn't tell you the difference between a Macintosh, a red apple. I have no fuck. I mean, a red and a green apple, I could tell you the difference. But apple is different. No, that you you can tell by their like skin on the outside. I know, but you guys are talking about uh, granny apples. And oh, Nick likes honey. Is it honey crisp? Honey, what the fuck is a honey crisp apple? Like, but they have a different, they have a different taste, and their outside, you is the skin looks different. Golden delicious, yeah, Paul, golden. I don't know what the oh, fuck is I a don't golden, like golden delicious. Let me ask all you right. a question, honestly, and because I wonder this, out, out of all our friends or people in general, people in the chat, I love your opinion as well too. Do you think your friends really? Do you think people really know what these are, or do you think they see it? They see the sign in the store, and so they go, oh, okay, and this is the Granny Smith. I'll buy this one. Like if I put 12 apples down on a table 
unlabeled. Do you think people can say that's the Granny Smith, that's the Golden Delicious, that's the Mac? Do you think yes. people can do that? Yeah, because of the skin. Yeah. Anyone who, like, I know what a Macintosh looks like. But also, Court, I think they're called Cortland, kind of look like them too, and Macoon, but they all taste kind of like the same. But yeah, like, Red Delicious is bright red and only red, and it, and it looks different. It's not, it looks like a tooth. That's what I think of when I see a Red Delicious, a tooth. Um, gold, like, yeah, they look different. Granny Smith are green. <laughs> the honey crisp kind of have like a yellow. What? I don't see I, the chat. I love this comment from D. This is fucking all time comment right here. She just goes, I can name eight out of 12. That's very specific. Oh, yes. That's good, but eight out of 12 is high. That yeah. is good. Yeah. I can. I think I, do I you can. think most people can? Like I, no. I, I couldn't. No. I would be. I would be horrible at it. There's like a lot of variety, so it can be very hard. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, Janine, very missed. Uh, although she did pop up in the chat earlier, I couldn't read anything she was saying because it was coming up fast. How about apples and a sharp cheddar? Ooh, that, but you listen. It of a glass of wine, and it, this is like my favorite thing. Mm. I do love a charcuterie. Oh, yes, but not one of those fucking boards where people put goddamn butter oh, or go. fucking cream cheese. Here we go. Cut it out, people. Have you, has anybody seen these, this new trend now where the board, yeah. they put the boards out and they put butter directly like on a charcuterie board and then people just like lap up the butter with their bread or their bagel or whatever this drives my wife she has been cuddles Can't. has been rallying against this for months. okay okay just just think of this someone takes a cracker they dip their cracker they put the cracker in their in their mouth maybe they put the cracker too far and then they get their mouth on their fingers and then they go and they start touching things and and it goes back. I can't stand it. I don't like dips. I don't want, you know, for the table, for, you know, for the table, for the table. And I'm doing my hand gesture. like Butterboard for the table. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't like, I'm really not into that because I don't want other people dipping into my shit. Like, I'm just not about that. I find it repulsive. A charcuterie board is supposed to have fucking meat on it. It's supposed to have prosciutto. It's supposed to have all those. That's why that's what charcuterie means. Not butter and not cream cheese. And I can't. Like, when are these people gonna stop? This that's is a fucking TikTok. God, just because these people have no fucking time, have all the time in the world, and want just to put this stupid shit out. <laughs> it feels like the charcuterie people jumped the shark on TikTok, right? Because yeah. you get to a point now when you're like, oh my, we've we've made all the fucking charcuterie boards we can. We've got nothing left. And then somebody goes, I don't know, let's smear some cream cheese on it. And now that's just where we are. Look how upset That you, person should be smacked. You got cuddles all upset. But I want to say this idea of doing cheese as a dessert, I feel has, I know it's been around for a while, but I feel like it has gained momentum. And a lot more people are trying to push that shit on me. I do not, do not feel that cheese is a dessert in any it, it, his, cheesecake is it i mean if you're gonna mix it with cream cheese and fucking a ton of sugar okay fine and bake but, it 
And bake it, yeah. But outside of that, but people will sit there and get some sharp cheddar for dessert for themselves and uh, and act like they're having a fucking party. And I, oh I don't God. see it. I really don't see it. No. No. I need something sweet oh, for dessert. Go get, tell them to go get a fucking cookie and sit there. Yeah. People are pissing me off. I can't. This Susan is why F's, I have to stay home. Susan F's is on fire. Not blindfolded, but I get lots of variety of apple. Okay, here's what the thing is, though. Gary writes, pears, Bosque, Asian, Anjou. These are all different uh, apples, right? Yeah. An Anjou apple. See, nobody yeah. fucking... Who could those pick are out hard an Anjou apple? The, no, those are hard to tell apart. Those I really have to read a label. An Anjou apple? I mean, yeah. but Tanya can I, get the Anjou apple. See what I did there? Except for <laughs> Um, um, I like Bosque, but for wine and cheese, yeah, pears with wine. Do you remember we had that really, really good wine, and it had like a pear? Yeah. I, that one was really good. Yeah, that's a good mixture. We have to fucking do a wine, a cheese and wine day. We haven't had that in a while, and fall is kind of a good time for that. Yeah, any time I can drink a bottle of wine, I'm in. Mm. Rhonda, bring back fondue. Mem <gasps> what? Remember all the when you and I started dating? We did. We went to a fondue place. That was like a romantical dinner. Didn't yeah. we go more than once, or did we only go? Yes, once? we went like twice. We were we were fondue people. I fucking love cheese. I will dip <laughs> anything in cheese. Anything. She has. Mm. Yeah. You are so inappropriate at times. That fondue thing really didn't last for too long, did it? But that was the, that, that, what was it? Was it the melting pot? I think it's still around that restaurant too, isn't it? Yeah, but we didn't go to the melting pot. It was a different kind of thing. Remember they had like the separate rooms, like these little rooms where you would sit and they like cut, shut the curtains and it was like so romantical and dark. <laughs> it was a little swingerish, I was going to say. It was everything yeah, was red. Yeah. Very lavish. Yeah. Thick, thick red curtains. A lot of pillows around. Yes. Yeah. But wasn't there wasn't there a, a chain that was like blowing up with the fondue? It was like the melting. Was the melting pot the chain and we went to the other place? I forget. We I went to the remember. other. We didn't go to the melting pot. We went to the other. Yeah. But I tell you, I'm surprised it doesn't take off a bit more is that fucking Korean barbecue. I fucking love that. I mean, I think I know there's places around. I know there's like a lot of them, but I'm surprised there's not a big chain push for cooking yeah. your own. I, more meat. of like more have opened. Yeah, I think one opened in Smithtown. It's a popular thing. I like I'm, that stuff. I'm surprised there's not a big like fusion slash racist. Who cares? We'll just throw all the Asian things together. Of like. Korean bar, like you cook your own food, and then there's hibachi, and then there's a. I'm surprised nobody's just mashing all of those things together and making yeah. a fucking Applebee's version of it and putting it out there. I like all that. I like cooking my own food. I like sitting at a table and doing it myself. Yeah, I don't know my apples and pears. I don't. I don't. My I know where their pear is. I got to be really in the mood for a pear. I don't know what it is about a pear texturally. I've got to be really in the mood for one of those. They're very grain. I feel like they're very grainy. Like they're very. Like yes. When you first bite into it, it's very juicy. But once that juice is gone, it's very 
it could taste like you have sand in your mouth. A little bit, yeah. I got to really yeah. be in the mood for that. But I'll tell you what, it works with with a good wine. It, it makes a little sense That there. it does, very much. You know? I'll tell you what else I like, too, about the charcuterie people. They're starting to fucking throw a little bit of honey on everything. And I got to tell you, I'm not scared or afraid or offended. Not at all. A little honey, a little bread, a little bit of, like, uh, a brie. Just a nice piece of cheese. You put a little bit of honey, maybe a little big spread. Mm-hmm. A little regatta oh. with some honey on top on oh, bread. Oh, yeah. You know it. Rather with the quote of the show right here, the Finer Things Club, AOA style. <gasps> oh. Why can't I be in the club? Um, Gary, P.F. Chang's comes close. Yeah, P.F. Chang's is... Uh... Ooh. Is that wait? Is we've been there, right? They do have really good lettuce wraps. Yeah, I like the lettuce wraps a lot. Some of those places, like like uh, Cheesecake Factory, some of those places have some things that are like, oh, this is actually really fucking good. Most of them don't. A lot of sodium almost swollen the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to tell you, we were it, that was the other thing. A friend of ours today in the chat was talking about jams and, and i was like i was like fuck I, I do want some fancy there's nothing fucking fancier than a fucking fig jam you know yeah or, or like a, a good apricot jam apricot jam is really good with brie on a nice piece of bread with a little red wine on the side i'm sorry fucking Dave, marmalade you have a couple of vacation days me and you you get a fucking marmalade going you know, yeah. that's a fucking party. We'll go to a vineyard. Do you think the highest time period for marmalade sales are is now is like the holiday time? Because I feel like people now are like, let me get a couple yeah. of yeah, couple of and jars I of also marmalade. feel like the season is over for them, so they have all like all the fresh fruit, and now they like do it. Like you know, I told you what you know the place that has them. I still have them in the refrigerator, and I use them. I love their raspberry. Oh, my God. I love raspberry. It's just marmalade it up. Here's the thing about a marmalade. <gasps> it's a great gift to have in the house in case somebody pops over that you weren't expecting to bring you a gift. And then you're like, well, yeah, I'm glad you but came. But not the bullshit. Got... Yeah, but not the bullshit you buy in, like, King Collin. No, no, like, no. You, 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 like, yeah. you, need, you need, like, the good, fresh ones. It had to have been harvested produced and wrapped by a liberal because if not then you're just you're not getting yeah it's not it's not organic it, you know it's not real it's not fresh it's not healthy well who knows how healthy it is with all the sugar but this is high time for marmalade sales there's nothing better than whipping a marmalade out of your back pocket being like i thought of you the whole time i couldn't wait for you to come over here's your marmalade you know yeah had you been a piece of shit, you would have gotten the Costco cookie box. But that's not that's not the relationship that we're in. You're a good nope. friend. Marmalade for you. Yeah. Lady I marmalade. like that person. That's right. Yeah, that's right. What was the fucking, it was the marmalade or the, what was it, the fig plant that Robert California was given oh, to Andy? No, the basil plant. Basil plant. Wasn't it the basil plant? Did you want the uh, basil plant or the marmalade? Oh, basil plant sounds lovely. I thought well, you I was going to give you the marmalade. 
Fucking basil plants, three ninety nine. Fucking Robert California. All right. What I would love to do, Cuddles, one day, and you know this is a dream of mine, is to hire a person to work on the podcast named Rob. The sole purpose that I can call him Broccoli Rob. I just can't wait for that day to come. <laughs> it's going to be an accomplishment. One in day. The, in the annals of the AOA podcast. All right. I appreciate Cuddles jumping in. We, we blew the circuit of Jay Sabs and Frank. It was too much politics last night. They couldn't hang with it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but Cuddles to the rescue. She jumped in today. Appreciate that from her as always. Oh, you're you're lovely Cuddles. Thank you. Um, don't forget to grab your Jumpstart coffee, as Cuddles said very astutely. Veterans Day is coming up. Grab a couple of bags for the veteran in your life. They will truly appreciate that far more than a fucking basil plant or a jar of marmalade. There's nothing that yes. beats a bag of Jumpstart Coffee Company. Order with the link in the description of this episode or grab yours at uh, anthonyonair.com. That's anthonyonair.com. Appreciate everybody. We're back with you guys on Friday. Until Bye. Then, have a good time. We'll see you.